Welcome to another David McCracken Ministries podcast. We hope this message inspires and encourages you. Oh, come on. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Some of you, you've got a bit of pent up that needs to get out. Let it out. Let it out. Let it out. Oh, praise the name of Jesus Christ. Wonderful Father. Wonderful Holy Ghost. We praise you. We magnify you. Hallelujah. I just might say hallelujah and praise God for the next two or three days while we're together. Oh, praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm just going to yell and shout a bit because I haven't been... I've been at home for far too long. How about you? Come on. Let your praise out. Let your worship out. Some of you, you got more of a stirring on the inside than you got a manifestation on the outside. And it's the manifestation on the outside that will change your life and the life of those around about you. Sometimes we don't let it out because of what others might think. And all we are doing is becoming further enslaved ourselves. The very breakthrough you want is sometimes in what comes out of your mouth. Come on, praise the name of Jesus Christ, King of kings and Lord of lords. Worthy of praise. Worthy. Praise God. Praise God. I sense, whew, just before I got up, I said, good morning, Lord. I felt him just say, that's what he wants to declare to you and I this morning, good morning. You want a word from God? Here it is, good morning. It's a good morning. Everything God made, he said, it is good. Come on. Every, he made the morning. He made the evening. He said, it is good. Good morning. The Lord says, good morning. Good morning. Some of us need to shut the door and anything contrary to good morning. You might be going through challenges, but you're with Almighty God. Good morning. You might be in a prison, but if you're with God, good morning. You might be in a lion's den, but if you're with God, good morning. You might be in a fiery furnace. But if you're with God, good morning. You might be Lazarus in a tomb. Oh, but if you got God, good morning. Good morning, good morning, good morning. It's time to rise and shine. Woo! Pastor Stephen said we're down. Don't you say, don't you dare. Father, <laughs> would you do something in this place? Because I'm trying to catch up right now. Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, lift up your hands to heaven if you're hungry for something new, something fresh. Father, come Holy Ghost in your glory and your majesty. Pour out your spirit right now. Come on, if you're really hungry, I can't do, I can't do your yearning. I can't do your passion is seeking for you. But I release the glory. I release the glory. I release the glory. Oh, manifest your presence in this place, oh God, to every person watching at home. Lord, let the glory of God fill their room. Oh God, I declare healing right now in the name of Jesus. I declare breakthrough. 
I declare restoration. I declare restitution in the name of Jesus Christ. I declare healing to your mind, healing to your emotions, healing to your body, healing to your marriage. And I declare what the enemy intended for evil. God Almighty is turning it into something good in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. There is power in the name of Jesus. There is victory in the name of Jesus. There is life in the name of Jesus. Oh, there are miracles in the name of Jesus. Miracles are happening right now, right now, right now. Come on. If that's you, just receive a miracle right now out of your mouth. I receive the miracle. I receive the miracle. I receive the miracle right now. God, touch them, Lord. Touch them, Lord. Touch them, Lord. Touch them, Lord, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. If God's just touching you right now, just shout out amen if he's touching you. If he's doing something in your life, come on. If you can feel something out of your mouth, amen. Let it be. 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 Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 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 Praise the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Father, hmm. thank you that this is a good morning because God is good and is in our morning. We thank you that the psalmist in Psalm 39 had a revelation. When I awake, I'm still with you. Come on. When I sleep, I am with you. In my going, I'm with you. In my coming, I'm going with you. In my sitting, I'm with you. In my lying down, I'm with you, O oh God. If I go to the far side of the sea, you're there. If I go to the heights, you're there. If I go to the depths, you are there. Good morning, good morning, good morning, God. You're good. Father, in this place today, would all that is in your heart for us in this room and for those watching online, would it come out of my mouth in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ? If there's anyone ultra, ultra hungry, grateful to be back in church and grateful for the goodness of God, I want you to shout amen, hallelujah, praise God, whatever you want. Come on. 30 seconds. Come on. Lift it up, lift it up, lift it up, lift it up. Praise you, God. Worship you, Jesus. Oh, we magnify. Come on, lift it up, lift it up, lift it up, lift it up. Oh, God, we magnify you, Lord. We magnify you, Jesus. Hallelujah. You may take your seat if you want. If you don't, I don't care. Do what you want. Hallelujah. Such a joy and privilege to be back. And as uh, Stephen said, uh, it wasn't planned. It was planned to come for Zach and Chelsea's wedding, which was glorious. Praise God. I honor you. I release God's blessing upon you guys. So it was, uh, we had 10 nights of fire in July. How many people enjoyed it? Was it good or was it good or was it good? Where were you? <laughs> I was here by myself. <laughs> For those that don't know what we're talking about, too bad. Uh, so, ten nights, I can see this is going to be a long meeting. <laughs> was this a good idea inviting me on the first day back? 
I mean, what was that no bit for? <laughs> Ten nights of fire, February 25th to March 6th, 2022. We are locked in. Ten nights of fire. Ten nights of fire. <laughs> God gave me a wonderful picture this morning about Ten Nights of Fire. I was meant to be back in July. Man, that would have been wonderful. We would have birthed something in the spirit, wonderful, from a natural pregnancy. But, man, this is going to be an elephant gestation pregnancy. This is in the oven for longer, and that which is going to be birthed is going to be bigger. That's my prophetic word for you this morning. It's going to be bigger because it's longer in the preparation. Oh, okay, God's speaking, hey? Sometimes what is birthed is greater because it's longer in the preparation. Some of you have thought that this preparation time has been a cancellation, but it's been, a, uh, it's been an enlarging on the inside before it's manifest on the outside. Don't misdiagnose what God is doing. And so when Pastor Stephen and Pastor Kyle invite us to come, uh, and uh, Chelsea and Zach come for the wedding, uh, Pastor Stephen thought, I'm going to be tired on the Sunday, so how about you preach? That's pretty much why I'm up here, so apologize for that. Um, <laughs> but God spoke to me straight away. He spoke three words into my spirit. This was months ago. I didn't know it was today. Relaunch Sunday bread. We didn't know that's what it was about. But I feel that it's just going to build, build, build. If I want you to lean in, and I'm going to start, these words are being spoken thousands, probably millions of times throughout the ages, and I've never spoken on these words, but it came to me like a rhema, rushing wind sound, and I want you to step with me through it, and I know God's going to rebirth some, some things in your spirit. He's going to awaken some things in your spirit. He's going to do some things in us. Guys, this is not a time to limp back into it, to walk back into it. This is a catapulting time of running into the purposes of God. Oh, the world has been on hold far too long. The church has been in the closets far too long, as it were, not in a negative sense, but it's time to come out in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, running in the power of the Spirit from this day on. Let's not get back to, come on, we are just, as I said in the prayer meeting, this is like when you hit pause on the record for a moment or the gathering together you hit play again it doesn't go back and start again it just keeps on going God says I want to keep on moving as I say these words if you know them I want you to say them with me and we'll say them a few times together this is what God said ready set go these are the three words say it with me ready set Go, say it again. Ready, set, go. Three more times. Come on. Ready, set, go. Ready, set, go. Ready, set, go. Thank you for that visual demonstration. In a race, it's really important to be ready. It's really important to set. But I tell you right now, where it really happens is when you go. You can be, and this is what the Lord said to me just before, too many Christians are content with ready and set. But today the Lord says it's time for ready, set, and go. 
Some of us are ready to uh, are fine with the readying of ourselves and the preparing of ourselves and, and setting ourselves in the right place. But God says, I actually want you to go into the go stage, the go phase. Let me, uh, uh, in worship, I uttered these words, be, be glorified. And God said, I'm glorified when you go. See, I want God to be glorified. He goes, I'm glorified when you go. I'm glorified when you go. So let's preach the word. Are you ready to preach with me? You got to understand, I got a few months of preaching stored up on the inside as well. Are we ready, church? Yeah. Number, ready, set, go. And uh, then he gave me three statements. And so we're going to step into them. And I want to spend more time on the last statement. But ready. God said, live ready for the return of Christ. Live ready for the return of Christ. That was an underwhelming response. Live ready for the return of Christ. This is our ready position. Before we go, we got to get this right. we got to live ready for the return of Christ. Matthew. 24, the whole chapter is on um, Jesus speaking about these last days, the last days, and what's going to happen. He says there's going to be signs, there's going to be things. And come on, if you don't believe we're living in the last days and there's signs going on, you must be asleep or dead or something. It's time to wake up and understand that we are living. You might say, but they're talking about that for a long time. All I can tell you about end times is that each day is another day closer. That's what I can tell you. But I want to tell you, uh, let's go to Matthew 24. Uh -huh. I'm going to have to slow down or something. Matthew 24. You guys, why are you so hungry? You make me work so hard in this place. Some of you first time in church, welcome. We're on the happy juice. It's good. Jesus. Matthew 24, 36, I'm going to read down to verse 44. But about that day, about that hour, talking about the second coming of Jesus Christ, if any of this excites you today, feel free to enjoy yourself in church. About that day, about that hour, no one knows. I want to remind you, just in the previous verses, he talks about the signs and seasons, and you'll know that the day is approaching. So he said that you will have a bit of an idea that things are getting closer, but I need us to hear this today. About the day, about the hour, no one knows. Not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. I want to tell you in these times, people have been prophesying dates, and this is when it's going to happen. It ain't true. They do not know. The Bible is clear. Don't spend your time on the internet trying to work out when Jesus is coming back, when the Holy Ghost says that Jesus himself doesn't even know what there. That will mess you up because he limits himself in his humanity in this case. But the Father in heaven. So stop trying to work out when. Live ready for when. Don't work it out. Walk it out. As it was in the days of Noah, so will it be at the coming of the Son of Man. For in the days before the flood, people were eating and drinking, marrying. Oh, it's your hallelujah. And giving in marriage up to the day Noah entered the ark. And they knew nothing about what would happen. I want you to hear the word of the Lord. Until the flood came and took them all away. 
That is how it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. Two men will be in a field. One will be taken, the other left. Two women will be grinding with a hand mill. One will be taken, the other left. Verse 42, therefore, keep watch. Therefore, be vigilant. Therefore, be ready. Come on, church. Therefore, in light of the fact that we made it clear, they didn't know when the flood was coming. We don't know when the second coming is coming. Your part, my part, is to live ready for the return of Jesus Christ. Therefore, keep watch because you do not know on what day the Lord will come. But understand this, if the owner of the house had known at what time the night the thief was coming, he would have kept watch and would not have let his house be broken into. There are too many people in our world today that say, oh, one day I will get right with God. One day I will give my life to Jesus. One day I'll stop doing that and I'll start doing that. One day I will get serious to with God. That's like saying, oh, that you know when the thief is coming. We don't know when the thief is coming. We don't know when the sun is coming. Verse 44, so you also must be ready. This is the word of the Lord because the son of man will come at an hour when we do not expect him. The world is living like we've got all the time in the world. And I want to declare to you, we've got all the time for what God has authored. That's it. That's the time we got. So what are you living for day to day? What are you living for when you get up in the morning? Are you living for a paycheck? Are you living for the relationship that you're waiting on? Are you living for that miracle of healing? And that's, none of that is bad, but is that what you're living for? Because we are called to live ready for the return of Jesus Christ. He is coming again. What is your compass for your daily decisions? What is your compass? What actually points you to the true north in the morning? Some of us, some of us need to actually allow again the return of Jesus Christ to be the thing before us. You might say that's doom and gloom. No, that is the most glorious thing in all of history. Jesus Christ, the soon coming King, He is coming back for a bride without spot, without wrinkle. He is coming back for a church holy and blameless and righteous. He's coming Coming back for a bride that picks up his call to go into all the world and make disciples. He's coming back for a bride that is ready and has taken a lot of people with them. You do not have time to waste. Every moment matters. You must be born again. You must be born again. What does that mean? It means we're born once in the natural. We've got to be born again in the spirit. We've got to stop living for self and start living for the King of kings and the Lord of lords who is coming back again. Ready for the return of Christ. Set your minds on things above. I want you to hear this. The best way to live ready for the return of Christ is to set your mind on things above. You will not live ready for the return of Christ if you are consumed and focused and fixated on what you want in this life. Okay, God's speaking. 
Lord telling me to tell someone here, I think many of us, that very thing that you want will elude you for as long as you make it your priority. Some of you are blaming God for not answering something that you have idolized over him. And I'm talking good things. I'm talking good things. For many in this room right now, the enemy of God's intention is not bad things, it's good things. Huh. God is saying that some of us here, the thing that has got our greatest attention is what God has promised. We see the greatest example of this with Abraham and Isaac, do we not? God promised, promised, promised. He gave it, and then he goes, okay, now kill it. Sacrifice it. I want to see if this thing that I promised is more important than me now. When God asks you to lay something down, it's not because he is mad at you. It's not because he didn't give it in the first place. But I need you to know by the Spirit of the Most High God that nothing is more important than the God who gives the good gifts that he's given to you. We've got to stop worshiping the gifts. We've got to stop chasing the gifts. We've got to keep it about Jesus Christ. Amen. Colossians 3, 1 to 4. Are you doing okay? He's, he's glad to be back in church. Colossians 3, 1 to 4. Since then you have been raised with Christ. I just wanted to say out of your life right now, if you're a born-again believer, you have not only died to sin, you've been raised with Christ. Let's not make the biggest thing dead to sin. Let's make the biggest thing raised to Christ, new life in Christ. Let's allow God to be larger. Let's allow our present and our future to be larger than our behalf. Amen. As they said along, King, leave you behind in the past. Some of you get that in about half an hour and you're just going to start laughing and snort your food out your mouth. Colossians 3. Wonderful. Since then, hallelujah. We need a bit of lightness every now and then. Steve McCracken's preaching. All right. Then you have been raised with Christ. Set. Everyone say set. Set your hearts, your affections, desires on things above. Come on, church. Where Christ is. Seated at the right hand of God. Do you have a right picture of where Jesus is? I don't want to burst your bubble, but he ain't living in your heart. Do you not know that you're the dwelling place of the Holy Spirit who lives in you? Come on, Jesus says, I have to go back. I've been sended. I'm sitting at the right hand of the Father. I'm preparing a place. I'm getting ready for my return. The Father and the Son are in heavenly places. And the Holy Spirit, oh, He comes to live in us and to lead us into all truth. It says, I need you to set your desires on things above, on things above, on things above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God Almighty. I'm so glad that God is not seated on a beanbag relaxing, but on a throne ruling and reigning in Jesus' name. Verse 2, set your minds, your thoughts on things above. I want to touch on this. Not on earthly things. Set, 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 set. Don't think about it, set it. When concrete is set, it's set. It doesn't get unset, it's set. Some of us set our minds like wet concrete. 
Myself included. This is not a rebuke. This is an invitation. God is calling us to set, to set, to set your minds. And I've discovered it's not set and leave. It's set and reset and reset and reset and reset. Not because you're bad, but because you're alive. Come on, let us shift the goalpost. We come on, we live life. Life comes and the dirt and the and the things get around us. We see things, we hear things. We're in a world that is um, just talking about a lot of things different to the kingdom of God. It's understandable that our attention. Oh, let me give you this phrase that God said to me. Oh, there is a difference between what gets your attention and what you give your attention to. There's a lot of things in this world that will get your attention, but you don't have to give it your attention. Come on. <laughs> Setting our minds is I'm not giving my attention to that. It entered my mind, but this is the mind of Christ. Come on, church. Come on, church. Come on, church. Does God agree with what I'm presently thinking about? For you died. <laughs> Dead people don't think too well by themselves. You died. To sin. You're alive in Christ. And now 1 Corinthians 2, you've got the mind of Christ. You've got the mind of Christ. For you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. This is good news, church. This is good news. This is our actual reality. Might not be what you feel, but come on, set your heart, your feelings on things. It might be not what you think, but set your mind on things above. Come on. It's not power of positive thinking. It's the truth. And you know the truth, and the truth will set you free. But you died. Your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears. Come on. Living ready for the return of Christ. Can you see the connection here? When he returns, then you will also appear with him in glory. Hallelujah. This life is not our final destination. We are passing through. I got a home in heaven. It's a mansion right next to yours. <laughs> we got to have some parties. That's the Mildura mob down there. <laughs> down there on noisy, crazy avenue. Heavenly code, zip, zip, seven, seven, seven. <laughs> Hallelujah. I feel the Lord say, fight the relentless pull towards fleshly thinking. Can I say, fleshly is not sinful, it's natural. Some of you need to listen. Fight the relentless pull towards fleshly thinking. That is natural appetites and natural thinking. I said it before. I don't want to mess you up too much theologically. That's not true. I probably do. Um, there's nothing wrong with your flesh. Jesus became flesh. He said, eat my flesh. The flesh means your physical body. God created it. The desires, the appetites. If you read it, it never says kill the flesh. It says, um, it says um, what does it say? I love this. This is great. It said, put to death the misdeeds of the flesh. It's about not being ruled by it. And I want us to understand here, many times, this is what I said before, God created the desires of the flesh. He created us as flesh. It literally is the word, Greek word, sarx, as, he, as Stephen said, S-A-R-X. It's literally the physical skin, the physical body. You've got to understand, and the word became flesh. It's the same word. 
it became flesh and he dwelt among us and he lived in his flesh but not ruled by his flesh. Our problem is not that we have flesh, it's that we're ruled by our flesh and not by the Spirit of God. And that's why God says you need to set your minds on things above so that you do not be ruled by your flesh. Your flesh is when you don't want to get up and you feel the Holy Ghost going, I want to spend some time. I just want to stay here. It's not that you're a sinful person. It's that you want some more sleep. Is there anything wrong with sleep? No, God created it. There's nothing wrong with sex in the right place. God created it. It is a natural thing. But when we are ruled by it and it takes us outside of God's boundaries, which, by the way, is between a man and a woman, that is marriage. That is marriage. God blessed it. He said, this is the pattern. This is the way. And when we do it God's way, it is blessed. Not because we pray that it's blessed, but because God authored it. God created it. If he created it, it is blessed. And he said, I need you to set your mind on these things and not be ruled by these things. Can I say the things of God are best for us? The things of God are best for us. I'm going to give you a news flash. Everyone listening? You don't know what's best for you. If that hasn't dropped in yet, look behind you and look at your track record. Is that too direct? I'm talking to myself right now. (laughs) Always. Come on. We don't know what's best. If we did, we're God. And if we do think we know what's best, that itself is idolatry. (laughs) God created me. God knows not what is best for me. And as I said it before, his, his reason for giving us instructions, commandments, laws, Things to do, things not to do, things to put on, things to put off is not to make bad people good. It's to keep free people free. Not one thing God has declared is to make you good. It's to keep you free from the consequences you don't want. Don't lie. Don't steal. Don't commit adultery. Why? Because I don't want you to live in broken relationship with me, says the Lord, or broken relationship with other people. But we have made it a good or bad thing. No, you're good if you're in Christ. You're bad if you're not. That's the deal. But if I accept Jesus, I am made brand new. And now I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Woo! All right. I'm just about to start. Galatians 5.25, since we live by the Spirit, come on, guys. Let us keep in step with the Spirit. Ready, set, go. Live ready for the return of Christ. Come on. How do we do that? By setting your mind on things above. But now I want to get into it. That was just intro. Go, go, go into all the world and make disciples. Come on, some of you guys knew that's where we're going. I've heard that before. Okay, that's great. Are you doing it? Let's not pride ourselves on what we've heard, but on what we obey. Living ready. For the return of Christ, I'm about to say something. Are you ready? Living ready. Everyone say living ready. For the return of Christ by setting our minds. Everyone say setting our minds. 
on things above will, everyone say will, will result in us going into all the world and making disciples. If we are not making disciples, if we're not going and making disciples, we are not living ready for the return of Christ and we do not have our mindset on things above. You can tell yourself all you like you do, but you don't. I can tell myself all I like, I do, but I don't. I am still about my business, not my father's business. Because he came to seek and to save the lost. He left the 99 for the one. Come on, we think it's all about us as a church. He left the 99 to chase after the one. But we neglect the one and make it all about the 99. Can I preach? Matthew chapter 28. Hallelujah. Matthew 28. (laughs) I forgot how much fun this is. (laughs) Ten nights of fire. (laughs) Some of you go, no. Matthew 28. Who knows, I might be nicer then. Matthew 28, 16 to 20. But we're going to, Father, come. Go into all the world and make disciples living ready for the return of Christ by setting our minds on things above will result in us going into all the world and making disciples. Can I hear someone say amen? Now I want you to hear this. God's showing me some stuff I haven't seen before. Matthew 28, 16. Then the 11 disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. The disciples went where Jesus told them to go. The disciples went where Jesus told them to go. The disciples in 2021 go where Jesus tells them to go. Verse 17, when the 11 disciples who went where Jesus told them to go, when they saw Jesus, they worshipped him. But some doubted. Disciples don't disobey going where God told them to go because they have some doubt. They still go where Jesus tells them to go. I want you to leave your job. I have a new place. But I'm not sure if God... We'll open the door. I'm not sure if God will provide. Disciples go where Jesus tells them to go. And they worship even while they still have doubt. I want you to step out into this new thing. But I'm not sure that God is going to open the doors. I'm, I'm not sure what people will think. Disciples go where Jesus tells them to go, even if you still have doubts. 
Yeah, it's not bad. Karabashukurianda. <laughs> Verse, that one, 18. Then Jesus. Oh, come on, come on, come on, come on. Let's get it. Let's get the word. Let's get the word. Let's get the word. Then when Jesus, when the disciples went where he told them to go, even though some of them doubted, some of us have got to stop making excuses for disobedience. There are some things that God has called you to do. I'm prophesying right now. Some of you, God has whispered something into your heart. He just told me when I said that. Some of it, he's whispered. Some of it, he has shouted so loudly that you're almost deaf. Things that he's asked you to do, but you have talked yourself out of it. You've called it logic and reasoning and reasonable. And God says, I still call it disobedience. This is not a rebuke, beat you up session. This is the opposite because right now I want to declare by the Spirit of God, it's not about you and even how you feel right now or how I feel right now. There are people who are destined to encounter the living God through your obedience that right now they're in this, this limbo state, this waiting state because some of the people of God says, I'm, I'm ready and I'm set, but I'm not going. God, I will sacrifice. I, I, I don't want to do what you called me to do, but I will definitely give my best to this God. And God says to obey is better than to sacrifice. Some of us, are, uh, we are sacrificing ourselves to death because we don't want to obey because it sounds too hard. Look at the fruits of sacrificing outside of God's commission. Many people have stepped back from God because they gave their best to God rather than their obedience to God. I want to do what God has called me to do. Anyone in this room? Oh, I didn't know it was going here, but it's going here. Matthew 28, 18, then Jesus, then Jesus, when the, then when the disciples went where he told them to go, even though some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, all authority, all authority, come on someone, all authority, all authority, all authority, all authority. It's time for the church of Jesus Christ to come back to a fresh revelation that he has all authority. But he says in Luke 10, 19, see, I've given you authority over all. I want you to get this. I'm going to say it again because it just sounds so right. The disciples went where Jesus told them to go while they were worshipping, even though they had some doubt. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me, says Jesus. Therefore, therefore, as Kevin Connor always used to say, when you see the word therefore in the Bible, you have to ask yourself, what is it therefore? In light of what I've just said, in light of what I've just said, the disciples going where I told them to go, even though they had some doubt, and my declaration of God all authority, and I've already told you that I've given you all of my authority. Therefore, go. Everyone say go. 
Shout it at me. Go. Go and make disciples of all nations. I'm sorry, but I don't see evangelists, pastors, teachers, apostles, prophets. Go and make disciples. I say it to the disciples, anyone who is a follower of Jesus Christ. If you've been reconciled to God, then you have been given the ministry of reconciliation. You don't reconcile in the secret of your own home, but in the public declaration of Jesus Christ is King of kings and Lord of lords. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. Can I say, I said it before, but God is still a God of commands, not of suggestions. If God commanded me to do something, I want to tell you right now, it is His best for me. I trust Him more than my understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him. Come on, do not lean on your own understanding. Don't let that support you and keep you up. Come on, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean on what you can understand. In all your ways, acknowledge Him. He says, I'll direct your path. Go here, go there. Speak this, speak that. Do this, do that. This is how you love right now. This is how you love right now. This is not how you love right now. Let me direct your path. It's time for the church to cry out again, God, direct my path. We need to shift it from God bless my path to God direct my path. We want to make our choices and ask God to bless it. And he goes, no, I make your choices and it is blessed because I authored it. And surely I am with you always, says the Lord, to the very end of the age. God's commission for every disciple to go and make disciples, it is bookmarked between a promise of God's power and God's presence. God's commission to go is bookmarked between I've got all authority, I've given it to you. I am always with you, and I'll lead you into all truth. Therefore, in light of the fact that now I am without excuse because I've got God's power. Come on, you shall receive power when the Holy Ghost comes upon you. Not so that you can ready or just set, but so that you can go and make disciples, that you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the earth. It's time for ready, set, Go. It's time for ready, set, go. It's time to live ready for the return of Christ. It's time to set your minds on things above, and the result will be we will go and make disciples of all nations. You can't finish a race that you don't start. The Apostle Paul, probably the greatest hero in the Bible, said, I have fought the good fight. I finished my race. I live ready. I live set. And I went. I finished. Let me ask you a question. Are you on track to finishing the race that God marked out for you? And I have kept the faith. 
I've kept my confident trust in God even when I doubted. It's time for ready, set, go. I want to just speak in these last few minutes. Lily, if you come and join just Lily at the moment, that'd be great. I don't want you to focus on anything else. I want you to lean in online in the room. This next few moments, God's about to speak and bring clarity to some of these things. We're about to speak and do what God wants to do from this moment on. Anyone leaning in? Anyone leaning in? Come on, some of us need to change our posture. I can't change your posture. I'm giving you the best I can right now. But some of us need to actually shift our position. Shift our position. Have you considered recently the posture that Jesus Christ took on the cross for you and me? That was a posture. That posture was full surrender. Full surrender. He went through a wrestle, didn't he? God, if it's possible, can you take this cup from me? God, if it's possible, can we do it a different way, an easier way? Can I declare if you've ever prayed that, it's not a bad prayer. But just finish in the place that Jesus finished, yet not what I want. I want it to be what you want. Your wrestle's not wrong. Just sometimes our final position might be. I want to declare a couple things. We're going to pray. Hallelujah. I just feel the Lord changing up on me just a, a little bit here. I want to just right now in this room. There may be some things I've said that haven't made sense to you. Maybe you're one that's walked in this room and you do not have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Can I let you know that Jesus Christ is the Savior of the world? He's the Son of God. God the Father loved the world so much He sent His Son to live this life and to die so that people could enter into eternal life. Can I say that you'll never be good enough to accept Jesus Christ but he's good enough that he died and extends an invitation to every person. The Bible said, whoever will believe. Isn't that good news? Some people say that following Jesus is exclusive. It's the most inclusive religion on the planet because it's the only one that says whosoever will. Whosoever. Whosoever will. Whosoever will believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. If you believe in your heart, you confess with your mouth, you will be saved. You might say, but I've got some doubts. That's okay. The disciples of Jesus had some doubts. If you say, I'm going to wait till I work it out, you won't actually ever step into this eternal life because it's not about working it out in the natural. It's about receiving it by faith. If you're feeling something stirring in your heart in this room and you don't know Jesus Christ, I'll tell you what it is. It's the Holy Spirit who is God. There is the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. That is God. And He is drawing your heart. And He's saying, I want to have a relationship with you because I created you for that purpose. I created you for that purpose. I wonder if you just close your eyes across this room right now. 
But if I'm saying that and something's stirring on the inside of you and you don't know Jesus as your Lord and as your Savior, I, I want to tell you this is not joining a religion. This is about going from death into life. This is about going from slavery into freedom, from hopelessness into hope. This is about going from hatred into love, from anxiety and just the fear that can grip into a peace that goes beyond our understanding. Across this room right now, maybe if if you're watching online, I just want to say if that's you and you know I'm talking to you and you want to have this relationship that you feel exudes from me and the others in this room, the Bible says you believe in your heart, you confess with your mouth, you will be saved. And if there's anyone that says, I, I want to walk with God, I want to walk with God, I want you to lift your hands up real high and I just want to pray for you right now. Anyone in this room, just lift it up and keep it up to acknowledge it. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Hallelujah. Anybody else? Wonderful, wonderful. Praise God. I see several hands. Anyone else? Just lift it up really high. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hey, bless you, sister, back there. Hallelujah. You know, this is what church is all about. Come on. Jesus left the 99 for the one. Praise God. You can put it down. Thank you, thank you, thank you. This is what I want to cry out. If this is your heart right now, we're talking about people that are not saved, being born again. Uh, The Bible, again, says if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, you will be safe. So I want you to pray this out loud after me, and I love everyone in this room to pray it or like it's your first time, because this is the best thing, Adrian. This is not a bad thing. This is the best thing. So I wonder if you pray this out loud, and if you mean it in your heart, then you're part of the family of God. Even if you didn't put up your hand and you want to pray it, I want you to open your mouth and say it with us right now. Come on, pray this nice and loud. Dear Heavenly Father, Thank you that you are love. And you loved us so much that while we were sinners, you sent your son Jesus to live for us and to die for us so that now we can live in him. I ask you to forgive me for everything I've done wrong, including my rejection of you. And now I ask you to forgive me, to cleanse me, and to give me new life today. I accept you, Jesus, as my Lord and Savior. Now lead me in the name of Jesus. Amen, amen. Come on, praise God. If you are one of those that prayed that, I want to encourage you when we finish up in a few moments. The moment is probably a good indicator that God is asking you to do it. We want the miracle. The miracle happens when the miracle is needed. Don't hedge your bets. Don't make everything safe. Do not be ruled by the bank. Do not be ruled by the relationships. Do not be ruled by anything but the Spirit of God. It's time to take some things off the shelf, the Lord said to me. Some things in the Spirit are past their shelf life. They need to be taken off the shelf. But in the natural, this taking off the shelf because something is past its shelf life is 
to throw it away, but in the spiritual is to put it to use. When God says it's past his shelf life, when he authored something, it's not thrown away. It is past. It's too late. Ask Lazarus. Ask Jesus. It's time to put it to use. The Lord said it's a time to kick start some things that are stored. I'm prophesying. It's time to kickstart some things that have stored. A loss of momentum does not mean it can't move again. A loss of momentum does not mean it can't move again because the motorbike stalled. It doesn't mean you can't kickstart it again. The Lord says stalled is not dead. Stalled is not dead. The Father has spoken prophetically. It's time to revisit it. Take some things off the shelf and put it to use. It's time to kickstart some things that are stored. And finally, it's time. This is every person, every person, look at me. Every person, every person, every person. You as a church, it's for you. It's time. I need you to hear the words that God spoke to me. It's time, it's time, it's time to let your Self partner with God in all that He has called you to do. Don't shackle yourself to your worst day. Be yoked to your good God. Let yourself partner with God. If the Lord has spoken to you, and even if He hasn't, let's stand to our feet. Let's stand to our feet. I pray, and I think what the Lord wants as I finish and hand back to Pastor Stephen is for us to finish these last couple moments before I hand back with everything in you responding to everything that God's been saying. Anyone going to join with me in that? So I'm just going to pray and declare right now. And if you're feeling stirred, I need you to come in agreement. I need some of us to let yourself partner with God right now. The Lord says you actually have the power by the Spirit of God to stop partnering with your greatest fears and start to partner with God. Let's talk about Him more. Let's lift Him up more. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Some of us need to do problems, pain, disappointment, hurt, fear, anxiety, brokenness. We need to pull this back. And bring God in. God, I magnify you. I worship you. I exalt you. Hmm. I just seen a picture. When I took this away and I brought God in here, this is what I saw. I'm going to try and illustrate this. Come and hold this mic here. I, I saw when we bring up, up, thank you. When we bring God here, you know, the problems don't disappear. The pain, the, the things don't disappear. They're still there, but they're behind. And how I see these now are different. And God says they now become like pieces of a puzzle. 
that when put together through the lens of who I am, hmm, you're not missing a piece, says the Lord. I know where that lost piece is. I know where it is. Praise God. You're a very good microphone holder. And very good looking. The Lord Jesus Christ gave his all. And he says, will you give your all? Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we declare ready, set, go. We declare, Lord, Father, we've heard the word of the Lord today. And Lord, we commit to live ready for the return of Christ. Lord, we commit to setting our minds, our thoughts, our hearts, our affections on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of the Father. And we commit ourselves to go into all the world, to go, to go, to go, to go, to go, to go, Lord, knowing that you've given all power and you are always present. And Father, I declare over this church the prophecies made about you are not past their use by date, says the Lord. It is time to take some things off the shelf and even things you've discussed in the last week or two. God says, you have not yet landed in the place that I want you, says the Lord. I want you to go back again and say, were we making the decision based on logic and reasoning or by the leading of the Holy Spirit? It is time for bold steps of faith, says the Lord. It is time to believe that God who all that which you are seeking and leaning into. Even Paul said to Timothy, I, I want you to grab those prophecies and I want you to wage war by the prophecies declared about you. Oh, the world is dictating things and prophesying things. Oh, your feelings and emotions, your body, your relationships, your business, your finances are dictating things and de declaring things. And I want to come back and declare that what God says in His Word is the truth about you. Well, God has spoken prophetically. God says, it's past the shelf life. It's time to take it off the shelf, not to discard it, but to use it. Stored is not dead, says the Lord. Father, help us to kickstart some things in the Spirit. This first day back together, I want to declare something is kick-started in the Spirit. We will not be like Lot's wife looking back at that which we have left. Oh God Almighty, no longer will the things of this world be the prominent things on our lips. But Lord, we will start to look forward with anticipation, not for next year, but for this minute, for this hour, for this day, for this week, for this month, for this year, says the Lord God Almighty. Watch what I will do when you believe. We say, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Use us for your glory. Thank you, Father, in Jesus. Thanks for listening. For more content, head to our website, davidmccracken.org.